Hey guys, welcome back to Gaming Drink Podcast. This is your host, Erica. And this is your tech repair with a hammer, John. We've been like, well, I've been sitting at my computer desk for like 30 minutes. <laughs> but I mean, to be fair, while you were having your own technical issues, my Wi-Fi kept dropping. Like I said last week, I like rammed my knee into my PC and I think the Wi-Fi antenna like fucked up in the back. And so it's my computer's on its last leg. <laughs> Mine just decided to take the headphones and drop them entirely. <laughs> it sees it, but yeah, trying to figure out a sound problem with Windows 10, especially when they put their AI people on this. Going here, I need to figure out get to this. Oh, welcome to the AI simulator help on your PC. How can we help you? We want me to run a scan on on your headphones to see what's going on. Just give me the device manager. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've I've never been a huge fan of wireless headphones. Uh, I've always had like really bad luck with them. So that's uh, just me, though. Uh, oh no! It's like by some glitch, I managed to get these things working again. It's like like if I move to one to the other computer, it works great. So it's the laptop, freaking Windows Ten. I hate Windows with a passion. I am gonna whenever I can. I'm gonna change the hard. Yank the hard drive, drop a solid state in this thing, and it's running Linux. Because at least with that, I know how to use it. And it won't give me any problems. Well, besides all of our tech issues, <laughs> this week our topic is Life Escape. Hence, tech support for me. <laughs> I mean, life has been super duper crazy. 2020 has been going on for 20 years now. Uh, <laughs> 20? I thought it was, I mean, I, I, I'm like in my 80s now because of the 2020. Dear God. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's the year that won't end, and we're all hoping for 2021, but everyone's thinking it's going to be 2020 part two. So. Oh, no. Listen, <laughs> whenever the clocks click over at 11.59 and 59 seconds on on New Year's Eve, clicks over. 11.60. It's going to become midnight, but December 32nd. That's what's going to happen, and it's just going to continue and continue and continue so we need to sacrifice a chicken. That's what we need to do to get rid of this. I'm going to go to KFC. We'll get a bucket. I think a goat. A goat would be more substantial. A goat? Why not a lamb? That seems to work in the Old Testament. <laughs> you know what? Let's get all three just to cover our bases. Okay, that's what that's what we should do. Well, then if we're going to do that, we're going to need a virgin. We, it's kind of hard to find one in Sugarland. <laughs> That is true. That is true. We might have to, you know, we'll have to do something now. Uh, let's go ahead and head into Game On. Game On. Our first game we are going to talk about, of course, is Animal Crossing now. Animal Crossing for the Switch. I honestly love it. Um, I know friends who've spent thousands of hours playing on this game. Uh it's great. I love it. Uh, they've added so many things to it. I mean, there is... I, I don't know how I can put into words how amazing this game is. You have a Switch. Be happy. <laughs> I do have a Switch. <laughs> I do have a Switch. This game is super cute. 
I love just all the characters and all the villagers. And I love that you can go to your friends' towns. I love that even, like, considering older games, like, you can kind of get, you know, burned out on it. You can spend a couple hours on. This game you can spend, like, your whole day on. And you're like, oh, wow, where did my day go? So it's a big time filler. Yeah, nothing nothing says I'm going to relax and enjoy while... I pay for a mortgage. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have a crime boss that wants me to go clean up the beach, find all these shells, turn them into a llama, turn them into a llama, and get bells. And apparently that's the currency on this demonic island. So there's no llama yet. They've appeared in this game during the wedding season of like June or May, wherever that was. Again, that was like 10 years back in 2020. (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, I mean, I I love seeing the characters. I love how they add little things in. Um, Again, Nintendo is really like working for for the people who love this game, and I love it. Sure. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like my ideal thing of like, you know, relaxing, Grant, I just went through a whole rant earlier on tech support which kind of killed the entire script right there but still (laughs) yeah i really can't get into animal crossing at all and i've played the one that was on the wii and that's an hour of my life i'll never get back the wii one was kind of weird let's just be honest with that one that one was not a successful animal crossing game uh it was not so i would like it was it was not that great (laughs) Yeah, and that's why I cut my teeth on. It's like, nope, nope, never going back to this franchise ever again. No, <laughs> the one on the 3DS is great. This one is great. New Horizons. Uh, so yeah, definitely. When you get a Switch, you have to get Animal Crossing. That that's those are just the rules. I thought it was to get Legend of Zelda. That's what the rules are for you get a Switch. I mean, I guess, I guess. I guess going to rules. We're just gonna segue right into the next game right here. Dream Daddy. A- Dad Dating Simulator. Dating sims are one of the more prolific subgenres with a vast selection available and more being added every day. The game really sticks out as much as Dream Daddy, but it's entirely earned. Game Grumps developed visual novel follows a single dad who just moved into the cul-de-sac with his daughter where several other single dads live. After that, the romancing begins. At face value, the game takes an over-the-top look as... Dads dating dads and use it to tell a well-crafted and compelling narrative on social anxiety and toxic masculinity. All available on Steam. So, I've seen this. I know that the Yeti does does a lot of stuff, like t-shirts and all that other crap for them. I've never played it. I was like, what is this? But they're all they're all super cute. <laughs> One of them looks like looks like fat thor that's what he looks like they all look adorable okay all of them look beautiful (laughs) sure (laughs) if you say so but it's just this is just too much for me it's like tinder and in a game mode but you can't swipe right you can't swipe left dating sims are interesting personally I don't think I've ever played one, not that I can remember, but it's interested how some people can get super duper into it uh, with the fandoms and everything like that. Uh, but no, this game and the fandom, it's super adorable and and it can be raunchy. So just watch out for that. Oh, yes. Especially when you can customize yourself as the dad. But still, it's just... <laughs> 
I'm scrolling through the stuff. I keep stopping on Fat Thor, and it makes me chuckle every time. (laughs) A wholesome video game, okay? (laughs) Stardew Valley. Occasionally, a simulation series fails to make the improvements and iteration fans want, and another developer steps into Field of Space. This is the case with Stardew Valley, the Harvest Moon-inspired small-town farming simulator made by Eric Barron, a single human being. The game takes the formula established by Harvest Moon, gives it 2D pixel and style, and nearly perfects every aspect of the game. Farming, mining, fishing, and relationships are all complex systems with awarding progress. The addition of monster fights and a main quest makes the game a complete package that can take you away from the grind of corporate life. You can spend some time on this game. Let me let, let me tell you that right now. So the part where you can fight the monsters and like mine, you go down to like this mine and you fight monsters, you do all that, but they do it by levels. So if you die, They save the levels either by five levels or ten levels. So if you die, I think you lose the stuff that's on you. And then it resets it to the closest save space. And then you're teleported back to your house. Uh, But again, like if you're trying to just like amp up, amp up, amp up, try to get stuff, try to get stuff, try, and then you die, it kind of sucks. The time does go by fairly fast. And you can lose a lot of energy doing simple tasks. So... Again, that, I don't know, that kind of sucks, you know, it's bothersome as well, because you have to do things and then go back to sleep and then wake up and then try to do more stuff. And then there's daily tasks that have to be done at a certain time because shops open at a certain time. Uh, It's very like, you have to pay attention to time in the game. Okay. Well, just like real life, make sure you get the job on time. (laughs) Yes! Don't, Pretty much. Don't go into the east side of Houston and get hit by some by a random crackhead. You know, fun stuff. The next thing you know, you're going <laughs> to come back in your house. It's fine. Perfectly fine. But it's great. Um, you can form relationships with people, marry people, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend with people. Uh, there's different places of the map that can expand. There's mods to the game that add characters. Uh, so Stardew Valley is, uh, even though it's, a pixel art video game and it's just you know farming and mining there's a lot more complex netting in that game yeah until you die and all of a sudden it's groundhog day and everyone forgets about you no someone <laughs> says oh we found you in the mine we put you back in your house and you're like oh thanks and yeah it's pretty much how it happens oh, so you're in the mine by yourself and then you pass out from the fumes it's okay because here comes here comes snow patrol Coming to save the day. It's, oh, you died. We're sorry. We're going to sprinkle a little crack on you. will be fine. <laughs> Another fun one, which actually works for me. It's called Good Job. Good Job was one of the multiple titles Nintendo surprise dropped in its Nintendo Direct mini presentation, and it arguably couldn't have come at a better time. It's a lighthearted, chaotic puzzle set at an office complex that's a perfect bite-sized replacement for anyone missing their day-to-day work life. The brightly animated world appears to be based on road or safety signs and puts players in the role of a featureless, caution-signed person who we're told is the clumsy child of the company's CEO. You start off literally at the bottom, working your way up through the company by completing puzzles in the charming, isometric office environments. Each level assigns players a different office task to perform, like sorting packages or setting up a projector. The environments are highly detailed, with plenty of objects scattered throughout the floor plan. Nearly of all can be moved, thrown, or smashed. 
In theory, the goal is to accomplish your objective as quickly as possible, causing a minimum amount of property damage to your father's company. I actually got to play a demo of this. Oh, cool. I love it. Okay. <laughs> One of the things was, like, here, you have to take the projector, there's a cord, and you have to plug it in. Problem is, the cord is two offices down the hallway. Yeah. You can stretch that cord all the way, and then people are walking, tripping over the cord, and if you happen to let go of it too early... Yeah, it recoils and smashes everything on its way back <laughs> to the projector. <laughs> or the package sorting. Why is there a package on the rafters? How the hell do I get up there? Oh, hey, there's a forklift. Let's just bash. Let's just use this. Maybe we can hit the pole hard enough. Maybe we'll knock it down. Nope. Knock the pole down. Package still there. It reminds me of that game where you were tasked with killing everyone in the office. Do you know what I'm talking about? Going postal? I think so. But it was just like, you get scored on how, like, imaginative your kills are. And, like, you just go throughout the office doing random things. And so that reminds me of that. Okay. Well, this is a little different. You know, you're not purposely trying to kill anybody. But, hey. I, I know. I, just, like, the randomness of it. Yeah. I do love your, your thought pattern here on this. <laughs> No, we do not condone violence in the workplace. <laughs> Another game uh, that I found uh, is is actually interesting. You have to be a Fallout fan, okay? Uh, but it's called Fallout Shelter. The game puts you in charge of a Fallout Shelter buried under the ground. You manage resources, build specialized rooms, and keep citizens happy by meeting their basic needs. The game moves into RPG territory by making each citizen's stats unique and customizable. Need more of a certain resource? Build specific rooms to help enhance certain characters' abilities. Want more workers? Pair people off and start reproducing. Fallout Shelter is free to play with microtransactions across iOS, Android, PC, PS4, and the Switch. I knew some friends who did this, the game, when it came out a couple years ago, or maybe a year ago. Again, 2020 has, like, it's blurred time and space together. Uh, but it's, it's actually a really fun game, and it's interesting how when all of the rooms, the more rooms you build, it's just massive. It looks like a huge, huge underground shelter. Yeah, my guys keep getting getting attacked by these weird beasts, and it's always fun watching them all go. They always seem to find the room that no one's armed. <laughs> that's that's how that's how they get you. Yes, and then trying to tell my guys to go down, but you can only send so many at a time. It's pretty sad, but fun. Just wish I could massacre some of them more, like in Sims. And the last one we will mention shortly and briefly is Graveyard Keeper. It's a graveyard keeping simulation where you command a character who tends to a medieval cemetery. You control the character's time and energy while clearing the land, digging graves, and placing headstones. You can also craft goods, gather resources, and interact with residents of the nearby village to complete tasks. A free DLC adds the ability to reanimate the dead and give them tasks. Another paid add-on gives you the chance to build and run a tavern. Though there is an end goal, you can continue playing indefinitely, and you can get it for 20 bucks on Steam. Why do I feel like it's there's going to be a thing in there? It's like with there's going to be ads like crazy. Would you like to buy the the ad, the ad blocker DLC for 29.99? <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I, I, I love games like that where it's just like so out there and random, but 
I know that I could waste time playing. And that's all that is. Like, right now we're in 2020. We don't want to be doing anything. We're trying to survive and just, like, not die. And so staying at home and pretending you're actually working is, like, the best thing to do. Yeah, it's called Zoom meetings. Screw Zoom meetings, bro. <laughs> Yes. I am done with them already. I am done with Zoom meetings. Oh, no. It's just kind of funny hearing some of the stories about the Zoom meetings, too. It's like, uh, what was it, during the school ones? I think it was up in, I'm trying to remember which state it was, because it wasn't Texas. But either way, the family, they hunt every year. And so, in the background, you see a gun rack. What does the teacher do? Call CPS. Because, oh, no, there's a pellet gun back there. Like, Really? Like, people just need to mind their own things. There have been teachers who have called CPS on a child. Well, called the school district on a child who was doing the gun little finger thing. Called the school and the cops on him because he was doing that in Zoom. And again, he was in elementary school. And then there was another case where a student had a obviously fake plastic gun and it was a Nerf gun, and he was just holding it while on a conference call. He had ADHD, and they called the cops and the school district. Yeah. I mean, it's just, y'all, kids kids are in their home. They're trying to pay attention. Like, just, I, I don't get it. I really don't. Now, virtual meetings are a waste of time, which means you're wasting money. So here are some things that aren't money wasters. And shut up and take my money. Shut up and take my money. Our first one we have is something I discovered the other day, thanks to one of our co-workers. Oh my god, you're gonna buy this, aren't you? I might. I'm, like, this close. <laughs> <laughs> the Princess Bride board game. Inconceivable. Race up the cliffs of insanity, navigate the fire swamp, and help Buttercup, Wesley, Physic, and Yego survive the dastardly plains of Prince Humperdinck, Count Rugen, and Vizzini in the Princess Bride adventure book game. Six chapters immerse players in the movie as they work together to complete the story without throwing the plot off course. Despite shrieking eels, rodents of unusual size, and constant interruptions, will the forces of evil or true love prevail? So it works with a board game and a novel. So it's really interesting. I I, I want to kind of compare it to like a light D&D kind of style. Like, if I dare compare it to that. <laughs> a light D&D with Princess Bride characters. How should we do this? Hello, my name is Diego Montoya. Roll for charisma. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's an adorable looking game. I love all the characters. I love how there's a novel with the boards. It is at Target. That's like the best place to get it, in my opinion, and it's going for twenty nine ninety nine. I do love the artwork, but there's only two of us. How are we gonna play this? We already know the outcome. Wesley gets. The- I mean, everyone, everyone knows the outcome. Everyone should know the outcome. Otherwise, they shouldn't be our friends. Unless we change it. <sighs> <laughs> We're gonna need a real dungeon master to do this, though. Hmm, what can the shrieking eels and the rodents of unusual size do now? They run for politics. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect segue right there into the Necronomicon book cover. Summoned by the dark dimensions of percolations, creations, things that go bump in the night. 
department comes a gruesome bit of literally a dormant that will turn your school binder, atlas, cookbook, or photo album into an arcane tool of evil. <laughs> so I found this on Etsy. Uh, this person, David, he t- it's like one of a kind kind of deal. It's made in a cast that's pre-printed, durable latex rubber from the fr- fresh from the tomb look that every necromancer loves. The cover will fit books measuring between nine wide by 11 and a half inches tall by one and three fourth inches thick on the spine. But it also can be trimmed for slightly smaller books. So that's pretty cool. And here I was hoping it'd be wrapped in human flesh and inked in blood. Oh, wait, no, that's the photo album. These things are also painted by hand. Ooh, it's actually not a bad price. Not a bad price at all for that. Yes. Mm. So, again, these are, you know, made to order. They're all very different, again, because they are painted by hand. Uh, they are going for $54.95 by Percolations, which is P-I-R-K-L-E-A-T-I-O-N-S at Etsy. So. I, I love this. Like, it's really cool. <laughs> this would be a great Christmas gift right here. Right? Yeah. You just, like, give it to someone. You're like, what is this? And, like, Joe, open it up. <laughs> it's Necronomicon. You have to say the three magical words before, so the armies of the undead don't come after you. Klaatu. Verata. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I love Ash. She's amazing. <laughs> if the demons from the Necronomicon aren't making you scream what, then these few things will. Let's head into Nani. Nani? Are we living in a simulation? Are we living in a simulation? Is this a question? Yes, it is, actually. Nick Brostom of the University of Oxford wrote a seminal paper about the simulation argument of 2003. Philosophers, physicists, technologists, and yes, comedians have been grappling with the idea of a reality being a simulacrum. Some have tried to identify ways in which we can discern if we are simulated beings. Others have attempted to calculate the chance of us being virtual entities. Now, a new analysis shows that the odds that we are living in base reality, meaning existence that is not simulated, are pretty much even. But the study also demonstrates that if humans were to ever develop an ability to simulate conscious beings, the chances would overwhelmingly tilt in favor of us, too, being virtual Denzians inside someone else's computer. The Matrix is real. The Matrix is real. (laughs) Um... So there's, I, I, I know all these theories. I love reading about them. I love the new theory where they believe, have you ever encountered deja vu? All the freaking time. And have you ever had dreams where you dream of an incident and then months or even years later that incident happens? Are you inside my head right now? <laughs> so everyone encounters that, right? But not a lot of us talk about it for some reason, like it's abnormal or weird. Um, my family, we have a lot of them. We're very just, I guess, sensitive, if you want to call it that. Um, but there's a theory that every decision you make creates a new timeline. And so there's all these versions of you and all these different things that could happen And whenever you get those dreams or those deja vu incidents, it's you recalling another life of what you're doing. I just see it as like, it's like with me, the weirdest one I had, let's see, let me go back in the way back machine in my head real quick. 
I saw how I, how everything went before walking through graduation three years before it happened. Like everything was spot on to like paper falling, everything. It was so maybe I'm Matt Groening actually. <laughs> I have dreams all the time of future conversations I have with people or future incidents. Um, I don't as much anymore, but I used to a lot in my early 20s. Yeah, for me, it's like I pick up a book I've never read before. It's like, I've read this. Interesting. I know. It's really odd. And then other things that I've seen so many times, like I was actually watching The Black Cauldron earlier on Disney+. Plus. Like, I own this movie. I've seen this movie. And it's like, I don't remember anything of this movie. <laughs> no, I, I've actually w- I've had that happen to me before. I... I have memories of watching a show, but that show just came out. And I'm like, I know I've seen this show. And I, and I say what's going to happen. And then it happens. And I'm like, how do I know that it happened if this show just came out? Maybe we all are just in our own little Groundhog Day. No, what I, I really like the theory that simultaneously we are all living these lives and we get these glimpses of other timelines, you know, via dreams and deja vu. Yeah, or we actually jump between those dimensions while we dream. Like we go, to, we go to sleep here, and the next thing we wake up, hey, we're in another, uh, we're another version of ourselves somewhere else. The slight things have changed, which explains a lot with the uh, Mandela effect. I have a vivid memory. I, I honestly, when I read about the Mandela effect, I was like, what do you mean he didn't die in prison? Because I remember my dad sitting, sitting down in the kitchen, reading a newspaper. And he said, Oh, Mandela died in a prison. And I said, who the hell is Mandela? Cause I'm a little kid. And he was like the whatever, whatever. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Like I remember that. Oh, maybe it is true when they turned on the big uh, collider that was in Europe back in 2012 and created the little micro black hole. Maybe we did slip into another dimension and then now we're paying the price of it with everything that's happening. Oh, to no. You. 2020? That makes sense. Yes. <laughs> that does make or sense. Maybe the Mayan calendar <laughs> was wrong because with the Gregorian calendar, it's like eight years they got lost when, when the whole planet shifted to it. So maybe 2012 with the Mayan calendar was actually 2020. Who knows with that damn Mayan calendar? I just think they ran out of space. I don't know what's going on with them. I just think they're like, you know what, guys? Are we even going to be alive in 2012? Nah, fam. Just end it there. I think we're going to be good. No one's lasted that long. They're like, okay, we're just going to end there. Do you think it's going to cause a problem? No, we should. it shouldn't cause a problem. No. We have a second tablet, but nobody will find it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and our last Nani that I found, it was kind of cute, a little holiday-ish. It is Wegmans sells a Friendsgiving flavored ice cream that might be the most creative one of the season. The Friendsgiving flavor is almond ice cream with blackberry swirls and sugar cookie dough pieces. I have never seen an ice cream with sugar dough cookie pieces. Sugar the fat man inside me, the little fat kid inside me is dancing with joy right now. Like, I mean, that all sounds amazing. Uh, at least they didn't have it, you know, the, like a Thanksgiving one. It's just going to be black licorice. The, ew, are you serious? <laughs> Think about it. Thanksgiving, everybody shows up, and it's like, family, you really don't want to be around. And 
all the fun and festivities of the holidays start up right there. It's like, yep, this this is the taste of it. Black licorice. <laughs> uh, they're also doing a seasonal limited edition ice cream like pumpkin pie, white Christmas, and peppermint stick all alongside the Wingman's Brown ice cream and eggnog and pumpkin pie flavors. Oh, I'm going to have to test drive all of these now. You're going to make me get fat. <laughs> Fat, well, fat herb. Well, okay. Fat herb. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Wegmans, Wegmans is something that's only located in, like, the Upper East Coast. So, unless we're going to drive, like, 10, 12, I don't even know how far. Like, how far would we have to drive to get I'm there? I'm sure we can find this on Amazon. <laughs> Maybe. We'll go on eBay uh, and buy some used ice cream. <laughs> you, oh, yes. It's It's fresh. It's never been touched. We only licked it. It's fine. We only licked the lid. Don't mind. Don't mind the hairs that you see on top. <laughs> oh god, that just reminded me of a scene from American Wedding. Well, guys, that is our episode. Thank you for tuning in. You can always find me and follow me at the Raging Erica. And you can follow me all over every social media at Dogfin Studios, or if I am game streaming at Mother Brain Gamer. Remember to follow, like, comment, do all that good stuff on our podcast. The places you can do this is Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Google Play, everything. What is it? We're on Amazon Music now. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, anywhere you listen to music, we're going to be there. We'll be right there in your ear. Also, email us. You can email us at podcast at gamingtrend.com. And in the description of this podcast episode, you'll find our Discord link. We're a very active Discord. So please come and talk to us. We won't bite. <laughs> Hard. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>